Welcome to episode 20. Tonight we are talking about casting your net. We're talking about where is your net? Because what the enemy wants more than anything is for us as Christians who decided to follow Jesus and pick up our nets to do what? Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. When's the last time you casted your net? Because the enemy is trying his hardest to get us to lose our net, to drop our net, to not mend our nets, and definitely not cast our nets. If you are not feeling alive in the spirit right now, you've lost your passion, it's probably because you have forgotten to cast your net. And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. There's so many people out there who have been spiritually wounded right here. Have you been spiritually wounded? I've been spiritually wounded. Many people around us have been. And what happens when we get spiritually wounded or when we just get deceived by the enemy and get distracted by this world is we forget to cast our net. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, it says that God has prepared in advance works for us to do but it never says that we will do them. It's up to us if we're going to cast the net that God has given us. The very first thing that Jesus calls us to do is to be fishers of men. Let's check out that verse tonight. It's a, it's a simple verse that we've said many times. It says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. So that is the first thing. Hey, welcome to the show. Wrong, there, wrong button there. Um, so that is the first thing that God asks us to do is to follow Jesus. And he says, I will make you fishers of men. In the NIV, it says, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Y'all, this is the first thing the disciples, when they follow Jesus, it's the natural thing. It's a natural thing inside of you that happens is that you want to tell others about Jesus. You want to help others in their walk with the Lord. And what the enemy does over time is he steals that. He robs that desire to fish for people and to help people away from you. And I believe right now in this moment in the body of Christ that that's one of the things, the most um I say the thing that's been we've been more deceived in is to believe that you know what God's going to handle it all. These people out there, they're going to make it to heaven if that's what God wants for them. Or you know what, we just get deceived by enemy. We get deceived by the th different the wrong theologies. We get this deceived by so much, and we get lazy. We get complacent. We get distracted by the world. And the number one thing that Jesus asks us to do is to follow Him and to become fishers of men. So when you drop your net, see these people were out there fishing, okay? They were fishing in their boat. They had their own nets. They had their own nets out there, and they, when they had their own nets, they were out there building their business, and they were out there taking care of their own lives. But this is what happened when Jesus called out to the disciples. They dropped their nets and followed them. Here's what I want to tell you. When you drop your nets, you will receive the new net that Jesus gives you. It's impossible to have one net in your hand. It's impossible to cast two nets. And that's what happens so many times. That we try to hold on to the net that we have for this world, and then we can't cast the net that Jesus gives us. 
And I wanted you to be confused. You can still cast the net that Jesus gives you while you're at work, while you're running your business, while you're maintaining your house, while you're taking care of your family, while you're out there enjoying everyday life at the ballpark or at a game or whatever. But you can't cast the net of the world. You can't cast the net, your own net to build what you want to build and still cast the net that Jesus gives you. You got to drop your net in this world to pick up the net that Jesus gives you gives you. You must drop one net before you can pick up another one. What is the net you're holding on to right now? What is the net that you're casting right now? What net are you focused on casting? And then what are you catching in that net? Think about it. Evaluate your life. When's the last time you've caught a person for Jesus, or you've discipled someone, or you've encouraged someone, or you've gone out there strictly to help somebody who has wandered away from the Lord to come back to Jesus. Think about it. The enemy wants us to do anything but fish for people. I'm asking you tonight, where is your net? Have you lost it? Is it, is it torn? Does it need to be mended? Is it just the last place that you, you know, maybe you hadn't spent time with God in a year because you've just been so wounded? Is your net back in that place where you got wounded? Tonight, my simple, I'm not yelling, I'm not screaming, I'm not over preaching. I'm just simply asking us to evaluate our lives, people. Evaluate our lives, Christians. Evaluate our lives, followers of Jesus. The first thing that Jesus asks us to do is to fish for people. When's the last time you've done any fishing for God? The reason that you get so frustrated in the spirit is because you're not casting your net. There's no way possible to um, get rid of the spiritual frustration that you may be feeling without casting your net. Your neighbor over there needs help. Your neighbor might just simply need their grass cut. They may need um, you to help them with some yard work. They may need you to help them do anything. Maybe they just need someone to talk to or listen to check on them. Maybe just to pray for them. I promise you right now, just around me in my neighborhood, there's people that I've been praying for in my neighborhood, helping them do yard work. They're my neighbors. They're simply your neighbors right around you. Jesus says to start exactly where you live and then go out further to the ends of the earth. There's people all around you that need prayer at your work, your neighbors. When's the last time you just stopped your busy life? I just feel like tonight God's just saying this. Believers in Christ, those who love Jesus, stop being busy. If you're too busy... To care for people, you're way too busy. You're way too busy. It's time to stop. It's time to reevaluate your life. It's time to remember what the first thing that Jesus asked us to do. It's time to remember what we're called to do, the good works that God has for us in advance to do, but you must decide to do them. When is the last time you casted your net in any way, form, or fashion? Stop running after this world. Stop trying to build things in this world. The things in this world will burn up. You're going to go to heaven for all of eternity. The only thing you can take with you is your relationship with God and other people. That's the only thing that's going with us. So what are you should be focused on more than anything? Exactly what Jesus says. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love others. Love people as you love yourself. 
I just want to pause tonight and just get a little serious and just say, what are you fishing for? What's the last time you fished for God? Because people out there are dying. They're going to hell. There's people out there that are the bride of Christ that have been so deceived and so hurt that they need someone to step out there and help them get back on track. Y'all, we have got to get bold again. We've got to have the care for the people around us. Allow God to come into you tonight and receive that anguish. Receive that grief. Receive what... The, it's a, a conviction. It's a, it's a burden that'll fall on you. It's a light burden because it's what God's called us to do. But when's the last time you've been burdened for the people around you? Y'all, there's so many people that need help, but it's going to come up to us if we're going to pick our nets back up and go fishing for Jesus. And so I believe sometimes um, that we, let me, let me start with this. The, this is the first thing that they did. This is the first thing that the disciples did. Listen to this. This is in John chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. It says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means translated is Peter. I want you to notice in this, in this verse here, what the first thing that happened is, the first thing that Andrew did after he started following Jesus was to go find his brother and tell him, y'all, there's our family out there, our brothers, our sisters, our moms, our dads, our grandparents, our our family that needs Jesus. They need somebody. They need somebody to care about them again. The first thing we should care about is our family. The first thing we should care about is those around us that need Jesus. And we have forgotten. We've gotten so distracted in this world. Maybe we lost our courage and our boldness. Y'all, we have the answer. And sometimes it just takes one Christian who's awake to help another Christian who's asleep to wake back up and to get focused back on the Lord. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother and lead him to Jesus. Come on, maybe you just need to stop right now and begin to pray and say, God, I'm sorry for being um, distracted and, and not going after my family, not fishing for my family, those that I love. Y'all, nobody's going to turn back to the Lord unless we're praying for them, unless we're going out there fishing for them, because they need it so bad. There's a darkness over this land right now, and there's so many people that are blinded, and it's going to take a few of us who are awake to simply go out there and fish for them and help them to see the light of God again. The first thing Andrew did was go after his brother. Come on. Man, that just speaks to me because there's so many people in my life that I love that have just wandered away from God. And I want to help them come back to God. And so God's been really moving on my heart to get serious again about going after people, fishing for them. So maybe you can join me in that. We can just go after God. You know, my sister, my sister Mary, she's... Um, um, 18 years younger than me. I remember she was born in high when I was in high school, when I was a senior in high school. 
I'm the oldest of seven, and my um, I, they were fir- the first five of us were boys, and then Mary came along, and she was the first girl, and uh, and so it was a big deal for our family, and she came along, and she was born on Christmas. What a gift! And um, when she got five years old, I believe she was five years old. Um, she started asking questions about Jesus, and my mom and dad led her to the Lord at home. And you know what the first thing that happened inside of Mary when she received Jesus into her heart? The, she had neighborhood friends like we all do. The first thing that she did after she prayed was she said, I've got to go tell Tyler. I've got to go tell Tyler, her, her five-year-old next-door neighbor friend. She's, I've got to go tell Tyler about Jesus. See, it's natural inside of us when we meet Jesus that we want to tell people about Jesus. And the first thing that Mary did was to go across the street and tell Tyler about Jesus, a five-year-old fishing for another five-year-old. When's the last time you fished for somebody? Y'all, we've got to pick our nets back up. It's the natural thing inside of us that's happening, that happens when we find Jesus. Maybe you just need to get alone with Jesus in your room and find him again and, and let him call you again. Let him let him say, hey, come follow me again. Maybe you've stopped following him for a while because you got hurt, you got wounded. But this the same thing happens inside of us when we have an encounter with Jesus. We are driven. We have a desire, a natural desire to go tell other people about Jesus. That's what we've got to do. You know, and some of us have been involved in ministries before where we've been hurt been hurt by leaders. We've been hurt by other people in the ministry. And maybe you've um, went out there and you've, you've fished for people and you were, um, you've caught some people out there that hurt you when you were out fishing, you know, and sometimes we get so afraid to catch a Judas that we don't catch a Peter. Sometimes we get so afraid to make a mistake while we're fishing that we don't even go fishing. And so this is what I want us to to focus on tonight is taking the handcuffs off the things that you've been wounded with. That doesn't mean that you're, the devil wants you to keep those woundedness, to keep the wounds, to keep the hurt, to keep the pain, and to never pick up your net again. We got to take the handcuffs off. If they will come into the light The people will be changed. If there are problems, we will handle them. Like if you have a problem, we can handle those in the spirit. But we've got to cast our net and not worry about what we're going to catch when it comes in. We've got to help people come into the light. There's people out there who have been hurt that are going through the same things you are. But we're so afraid to catch a Judas that we don't catch a Peter. We're so afraid that we're going to catch something bad that we don't catch anything good. We've got to get out there and cast our net again. I know a lot of us are afraid to cast our nets for different type of reasons because we're, it's hard to go all in for Jesus again when you've been hurt so bad. I understand that with all of my heart. I understand that. And, um, but there it comes a time where you must decide you're going to follow Jesus again. You know, the disciples, they had the first time they... Uh, were chosen to follow Jesus. It was very exciting. It was very new. So they dropped their nets. They followed Jesus. And uh, man, for three and a half years, they walked with him. And then all of a sudden, their dreams and everything came crashing down when Jesus was crucified. He died on the cross and he was buried. In those three days, they didn't know what to do. So they went back doing what they had always done. They just went back to 
fishing um, for fishing, not fishing for people. And, and as they were doing that, they just began to just realize that, you know what, I was going back to what I've always known because I've lost the desire to fish. I, I've lost my passion. I've lost my direction. I've lost my guidance. I lost why I was fishing. The reason that they were fishing was for Jesus, and they and he had been buried, and they didn't know, and they thought when Jesus was buried, their ministries and their dreams were buried, and they were afraid to go back out there and to cast their nets again. But when Jesus resurrected, then Jesus came and found them again. He found them again, and he began to ask them again to do what? To cast their net, to go out there again, to take care of the sheep. He said, Peter, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. Basically, he was saying, follow me, be a fisher of men again. And he was telling Peter to do this. And that's what the disciples had to do is they had to decide to go all in for Jesus again because they'd been so hurt, so wounded, so many things had happened to them. They were being persecuted. And the second time that you're asked to go all in for Jesus is the hardest time to go all in for him. Because the first time you haven't been wounded, you haven't been persecuted, you haven't been hurt, you haven't gone down that road and experienced a lot of things that would keep you from going after Jesus again. But the second time, you know what you're getting into. You know that there's persecution. You know there's hurt. You know there's wounds. You know there's things going to happen on this road. But when you decide to go all in for Jesus the second time, that's when resurrection life happens inside of you. You, that's when resurrection power begins to enter your life. And so I'm telling you tonight, Jesus is asking you to go all in with him for the second time. It's time for us who have been hurt, who've been wounded, who've walked away from casting our net to pick our net back up and to go all in for him again, because that's where resurrection power is. That's where you're going to find everything you've been looking for. And you know what? These disciples out there, they were afraid to cast their net as well at times in their lives. And I believe that many of us are afraid to cast our net because we, we, we're afraid to get hurt again. We're afraid to experience persecution. We're, we're afraid to experience pain again. There's no way to follow Jesus without experiencing pain. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We're supposed to be a living sacrifice for him. A living sacrifice means you crawl up on the altar of your cross and you carry it daily for Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's time for us to get to the place where we will be a living sacrifice and crawl up on our cross daily and follow Jesus. Take up our cross daily and follow him. But in Luke chapter 5, it talks about where the disciples were asked to go out and, and, and cast their nets. And it says, then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled the boats ashore, let, left everything and followed him. See, Peter was afraid to cast his net for whatever reason. He could have been worried about what people around him thought. He could have been worried about his family thought. Hey, I'm leaving my business to go to follow Jesus. Da, 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 da. Those different things that he was out there, he was afraid to cast his net. I'm asking you tonight, why are you afraid to cast your net? It's time for us to pick up our net. Where is your net? Have you dropped it? Have you lost it? It's time, and I'm telling you, the reason that you're frustrated is because you are not casting your net. You were made to fish. And when you're not fishing, you're going to be frustrated. I know my pawpaw, my pawpaw passed away years ago, but man, he loved to fish. He would fish almost every day of his life. 
And if he didn't get to fish because of the weather, because things in life, he would begin to get frustrated because he loved to fish. He would always ask us to go fishing with him, and he would take other people to go fishing with him. But he loved to go fish. And when he didn't get to fish, he was frustrated. Are you like my papa? Are you out there and you're frustrated because you're not fishing? You're not casting your net. You were made to fish. Did you know the first miracle Jesus gave to Peter was casting his net? And the last miracle he gave to Peter was casting his net. The, the way that Jesus drew Peter into discipling him was he took him out into a boat and said, Peter, cast your net out here. And Peter was like, Jesus, I've been fishing all night. I've been fishing all night. I hadn't caught anything, but because you said so, I'll go out here and I'll cast my net. And he did what Jesus asked him to do. He cast his net and he caught so many fish, other boats had to come help him. And Jesus and Peter said, he fell on his knees and said, get away from me, Messiah. Get away from me, Lord, for I am a sinner. He then knew that Jesus was the Messiah. And then he began to drop his nets that he was fishing for and began to follow Jesus. That was the first miracle that Jesus did with Peter. And the last miracle that Jesus did for Peter was when uh, Jesus had um, died on the cross. He was buried, and Peter had gone back to fishing, picking his nets back up for this world. Have you picked your nets back up for this world? Have you been distracted by this world? Are you casting out there to catch things of this world like Peter was doing? But Jesus was on the shore, and he called out to Peter again. Can you imagine the moment Peter loved God so much, but he had been distracted again? He was hurt, he was wounded, and he was no longer casting his net for people. And Jesus just simply called out to him again like he did in the first place. And he said, hey, have you caught anything? And they said, no. And he said, cast your net over here. And when they did, he says they caught so many huge fish. And at that moment, Peter knew that it was Jesus. He jumped out of the boat and swam all the way to shore to meet him. And maybe you need to jump out of the boat that you're in in the world and maybe you just need to cast your net for Jesus again. You need to swim to the shore and say, Jesus, I just need to have a moment with you by the campfire and just let Jesus feed you again. But when's the last time you allowed Jesus to feed you? Jesus has a meal for you that he wants to feed you. And if you'll just spend time with him, he'll feed you and he'll get you to the point where you'll pick up your net again, feed his sheep again, because that's what it's all about. And that's when we become alive. We become alive. In Jesus again. So many times we don't want to cast our net. We go back to casting the nets of the world because we've been hurt. But Jesus knew that the way to heal Peter and to heal the other disciples was to call them again, to call them and to tell them to cast their net again. Tonight I'm looking you in the eyes and I'm saying, if you've been hurt, if you've been wounded, if you've been in pain, you've been persecuted and you dropped your spiritual net and you've not picked it up in a long time, and you're hurt, and you need some healing salve over you, you're going to receive that in the presence of God. But there's another healing salve that comes to heal you, heal your spiritual wounds when you pick your net up again, and you begin to cast it. And Jesus knew that if he could get um, Peter from thinking about himself and begin to think about other people that he would begin to heal. That's exactly what Jesus did for me. The moment that I was hurt the most, Jesus woke me up and he asked me again to again cast my net and to help other people who had been wounded. And it began to help me heal. 
So Jesus knows that you, where you're hurt, he knows your pain. And sometimes the right medicine to heal you is for him to ask you to cast your net, to care about people, to care about those people around you, and to remember that those people around you are going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And you know what? It's time for us to get that back inside of us, to remember that eternity is real. Jesus told Peter to cast his net again. And he saw him for the first time after the resurrection. That's the first thing he said to him. When Jesus saw Peter for the first time after resurrection, it's the first thing that uh, Jesus asked Peter to do was to cast your net again, Peter. And so Jesus is asking you right now, maybe your ministry has died. Maybe your hopes and dreams have died. Maybe the things around you that God had asked you to do have died. But that's okay because sometimes there needs to be a crucifixion before there can be a resurrection. And the resurrection is so powerful and so worth it. And so if you've gone through a crucifixion season where so many things in your life have died, just get ready for the resurrection season. But you must pick your net up again and you must cast it again. You can't be scared for failure. You can't be scared for wounds. You can't be scared to be heard again, to be persecuted because this is what Jesus is asking you to do is cast your net on the other side of the boat. You may, I don't know where to fish over there. I don't know how to fish out there this time or how to fish out this deep or this shallow. Just listen to the voice of God and whatever he tells you to do, do it because you will begin to catch fish again. You know, in that same chapter where John, where um, in, in John chapter 21, where Jesus is reinstating Peter back into the ministry and um, this verse half, this verse comes up right here. It says, um, John chapter 21, it says this right here. It says, Jesus answered, if you want him to remain alive until our return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Look at that right there. It says, you must follow me. I love that, and I love it in the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus replied, And if I decide to let him live until I return, what concern is that of yours? You must still keep on following me. I'm asking you this. Have you stopped following Jesus? I know you haven't stopped loving him. We, even when we get hurt and wounded, we still love him. We're still trying to figure out life. That's why we still talk to him. That's why we try to figure out what's going on. We try to... We try to talk through the things where we don't trust him anymore. We want to trust him. We want to love him. We want to go after him. And we sit there forever and we try to figure out life. And we try to figure out what happened to our lives. We try to figure out what's going on. And the bottom line is this, is we get stuck thinking about what happened to us and we quit following Jesus. You know what? Jesus continues to walk on to find those people around us. It's time for us to follow Jesus again. I believe Jesus is looking you in the eyes tonight. He's saying, please follow me again. Please follow me. He wants to reinstate you into your ministry to help your neighbors, to help your coworkers, to help people all around you. He wants to put that net back into your hands. But it's up to you if you're going to listen to him and cast the net where he tells you to cast your net. I love that part of the verse. It says, you must still keep on following me. I want to ask you tonight, are you still following Jesus? I know you love him, but are you still following him where he's telling you to go? Following Jesus is casting your net and taking care of the fish that you catch. Is your line in the water? Is your net in the water? Or is your net in the boat? Is it on shore? Is it 
torn? Does it need to be mended? Or are you, are you casting the wrong net? That's what I'm going to ask you tonight. I love this verse in James. In James, it says this right here. In James chapter 5, verse 19 through 20, in the message translation, it says, My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. I love that where it says, don't write them off. Go after them. Go after them. Go after them. And you're going to pre prevent an epidemic of people wandering off. We've got to get to the place, y'all, where we don't write the people off around us because they're living in sin or because they've slipped away from God. we got to get to that place again where we pick our nets up and we go out there and go get them for God and we begin to pray and have small groups. Maybe you just need to have a small group or just pray with your wife or pray with a, a family member and say, you know what, let's go pray for this person and let's go after them because they need help. They need Jesus. They need to come back to God because they've wandered away and it's going to be up to you and your loved ones around you to get together and to pray and to go after them with all you got. But I love that verse and I love in the Passion Translation, it says, Finally, as members of God, beloved family, we must go after the one who wanders away from the truth and bring him back. It's not, you know, evangelism sometimes is not necessarily going after the lost but sometimes it's going after the lost sheep. It's going after those that we know that know God but have wandered away from God. There are two different, different types of evangelism. There's evangelism to go after the lost who do not know Jesus at all. And then there's an evangelism to go after the lost sheep, those who do know Jesus but who have wandered away. There's going to be two different types of evangelism that come up in your heart, but just go after the people in your life that are around you that, that need you, that need Jesus. They need people going after them. Don't write them off just because they've been living a crazy life for the last few years. They want God more than you could ever imagine. You know, here at my house, me and Haley, we have a pool. We have a swimming pool. And every once in a while, there's some critters that get down in the pool and they, they die. You know, sometimes we have chipmunks that will fall in the pool and, we'll, and you know, we get home and they're, they're floating in the pool or they're finding the skimmer or maybe a mouse or maybe... You know, all, all kind of different things that fall into the pool and, and they drown. But every once in a while, we'll be at home and we'll see one fall into the pool. And the other day, Haley, you know, this is, it just was a, such a great picture of who we are. There was a, we were sitting there in the pool room. Our, our pool room is like a, it's a, it's a room, it's a sunroom in our house, and you can see the pool. And all of a sudden, she sees this little brown thing swimming in the water. And she, jumps up and, and she took off running, unlocked the door, flung the door open. And she's like, it's Chipmunk. He's going to drown. And she runs to, the, to where our pool pump is and picks up the pool net. And she gets the net and she goes out and she scoops the Chipmunk out of the pool. And she had the, the Chipmunk was in the net. And she sat there and she put the net down where the chipmunk could run away. But the chipmunk was, you could see his little heart beating. His heartbeat was a million miles an hour and he was so scared and he couldn't move because he was using all his energy to stay alive. And then eventually he crawled out of the net and he went back to his home to be with his family. And y'all, she was so excited that she had saved a chipmunk. And she had saved his life. And y'all, I just saw this picture of us 
When we see people around us falling into the pool of the world and they're drowning in this world, we've got to get to the point, y'all, where we, we run and unlock the door and we run, get our net, and we put our net out there. We extend our net for them to crawl into our net and so that we can help them back to Jesus, back to their spiritual family where they need God and they need good people around them. When's the last time you've rescued somebody from the pool of this world? I just want to pray as I close tonight. I just really believe, y'all, there's people all around us that are drowning in this pool of the world and they need somebody to jump up off the couch that sees them drowning and run, grab the net and extend it, extend it to them. They say, I'm here to help you. I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to help do anything that you need me to. Y'all, there's people dying. There's people who wandered away from Jesus and they don't know how to come back. And they're using every bit of energy they have to stay alive and they need somebody to help rescue them. James chapter 5 says, don't write them off. Go after them. Jump up off the couch. Grab your nets, y'all. It's time. It's time to grab our nets. I'm asking you, where is your net? Who in your life do you need to be on your knees for? Pray that they come back to Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray that God will help us pick our nets up again. Let's pray that God will help us to go after those people, to pray for people until we get them, until we rescue them. Who's on your mind tonight? Let's pray together. Let's pray together. You pray for the person that you got on your heart. I'll pray for us all collectively together. And let's just go after Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you tonight, Father, to reinstate us, to ask, ask us to follow you again, Jesus. Ask us to recast our net. Father, give us the energy to jump up off the couch of life and to go after those people, God, who are drowning in the pool of this world. Father, I pray you wake us up. Wake us Christians up. Wake us believers up to follow you again, to go all in for you a second time, God. I pray you reinstate inside of us, Lord. Inspire inside of us. Bring that flame back inside of us, Lord, where we begin to care about the people around us and we, and we realize that eternity is real and these people need us. God, I pray that people we move tonight to go fishing again for people, to cast their net again, Lord. God, give us a new net. Call us again, Jesus. I, begin, I pray tonight you begin to call the people that are hearing this. You begin to call the bride of Christ again to follow you again, Jesus. Reinstate us into our ministries. Heal our wounds. God, we need you. And Father, for those people in our lives, God, that are drowning in the pool of this world, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, you would open their spiritual eyes to see you again. Holy Spirit, I pray you put your conviction upon them. They'd be convicted and turn back to you and repent. Father, give us the boldness to talk to them and encourage them and the stamina to pray until something happens, God. Father, we pray for a revival 
We pray for a revival for the lost people out there, God, but we also pray for a revival of the lost sheep, those who have wandered away from you, God, that they would come back to you, Jesus. God, we need your help. We need your help, Jesus. Father, where is our net? Where is the net of the bride of Christ? Father, I pray you put it back in our hands. Move, God, Jesus. Call us to come have breakfast with you on shore. Cook us something. Feed us again, Jesus. God, we need you so bad. We, this world needs you, Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would just call the bride of Christ back to fishing again. Fishing for you. Fishing for those people out there. God, there's many chipmunks out there in our world. Help us to save one. Help us to save somebody who's drowning in the pool of this world. We love you. We thank you for all you've done tonight. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen and amen.